Three, two, are you ready? Oh, for fuck's sake, fuck's yes. Sake. Jesus wept. <laughs> I cla- I cla- you said three, two, so I clapped. And then you started scratching your nose. Right. Three, two, one. On. Right. It's great. I'm not going to look at you. It's because it's the fucking visual delay that I've got. Yes. I'm watching you clap your hands. Right, yeah. okay, go on. It's the delay. Right. Just go on one. Yeah. When I say one, right. clap. Right. Right, okay. Three, two, one. There we go. It'll do. <laughs> you know what it is, right? Look. Wanker. There you go. Welcome all into the MO podcast. As always, you're here with me, Conservation San. And me, Andrea. And today we are going to be covering the Osset murder. I don't know this one. Well, I'm sure there's been more than one murders in Osset, but I would have to say this is the most famous. Well known one, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. So well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe not for infamous. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that one. So, Michael Taylor was found naked and covered in blood in the residential area of the market town of Osset in Yorkshire by a policeman who was investigating a domestic disturbance. Now, the policeman was very surprised, but apparently not as much as Taylor, who claimed insanity at his trial and he didn't know what had happened. But he killed his wife and his dog. So, uh, yeah, I knew that I'd pull on the heartstrings more than the fucking wife. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you don't know what she was like. Okay, she might have been horrible. I don't think anyone comes out of this as great, to be quite honest with you. And I'm not, no disrespect to anyone, maybe a few people in this, but... This, Maybe everyone except the dog. Yeah, I mean, because of the circumstances of Michael's wife's death, it, this could have been a dark episode, but it's to do with religion, so we're just going to laugh at them. So, Michael Taylor was born in 1944, and by his mid-twenties, he had suffered several back injuries that meant he couldn't work for long periods of time. But by the early 70s, he was married and he had five children. So... Back wasn't hurting that much, was it? Exactly. On, on, his, <laughs> on his downtime, he put in a lot of work. Uh, he was a local butcher. And other than falling prey to bouts of depe- depression, he was said to be quite an affable man who was generally kind and mild-mannered. Now, his bouts of depression would cause some of his friends and family some concern because sometimes he withdrew into himself and he didn't communicate with them, which, if anyone suffered from depression, that is kind of 
what it is you just withdraw into yourself so it wasn't any rage inducing stuff that was going on at this time but the 70s they were a time of change especially in Yorkshire and to most people who live in Yorkshire they think the 70s haven't ended yet uh <laughs> Yeah, just drive through. That's not always a bad thing, okay? Not being funny, but 2020, 2021 and 2022 have absolutely sucked big dog balls. Yeah, to be honest with you, I prefer to live in the past than live in this dystopian future that we have. Uh, But a lot of clubs sprang up in Leeds and Sheffield and the youth of that time would go there and have fun. But on the flip side to this, a lot of the older generation were still stuck in the the kind of mindset of we've, we're a mining county, we've, we've got working class people here, we don't want to be doing that newfangled dancing and all that. Uh, <laughs> we like our folk dancing with club feet. Exactly, yeah, uh, and unfortunately he weren't there. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, for more info. Watch our last episode. Yeah, so unfortunately for this older generation, Margaret Thatcher was yet to be uh, elevated to the level of prime minister, and she would gut Yorkshire and the mining towns. So they really didn't realise that the devil was just round the corner, and it kind of was in a way in Osset as well now Michael wasn't really religious but he got talked into going to church because obviously Jeebus would heal his depression that's how it works Uh, so eventually he buckled and he joined Galbert Christian Fellowship Group now obviously not a mainstream group so you may be able to guess what's gonna happen coming up uh yep now his wife christine joined him going to church because she thought this would help their relationship they've got five kids i mean doesn't seem to be that bad a relationship going on uh there's already a house full of sin going on right now. Exactly. So maybe she just joined him just to try and uh, cleanse her soul. But after the first meeting that Michael went to, he was so impressed by the church, church's approach to religion that they started going every week. Uh, Going to have to point out that this probably didn't have anything to do with the 22-year-old female late preacher, Marie Robinson uh, but I use the word lay preacher here because guess what's gonna happen in Michael's head uh, so basically they started going every week Michael and Christine and they started doing all the after after church interactions that they have like car boot sales cake days whatever the fuck <laughs> they all do why I, is a car boot sale synonymous with after church i don't know they just <laughs> it's one of them in it uh I don't, 
show, is it? So... Some weird church were you part of? The Church of uh, the Holy Jesus Carboon. Uh, very common around this Obviously. area. Uh, <laughs> I think you should start it. So, basically, Michael started spending a lot of time at these after-church activities, and so did Marie Robinson. Now... Christine confronted Michael about the amount of time they were spending together and Michael just dismissed it. Now, this is where it gets a little bit weird because they would start doing the after-church congregations round at each other's houses. So, they would a group of them would all go around to each other's houses and discuss the Bible, discuss Jeebus, discuss car boots. Church at, house party. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know what they did. But on many occasions I bet I do. Yeah. On 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 a few occasions Marie and Michael were left alone. So Of course they were. It was a chuck your car keys and your crucifixes in the bowl on the way in. Exactly. I mean, I didn't want to be that brash about it, but I think this is uh, this is exactly what happened. Uh, so Ma- Michael was quick to offer up his own house for these after church congregations because you know his bed was there, and the cost of a hotel. So was his wife, presumably. Yeah, but you know she's busy praying. A minor detail. Yeah. Uh, So basically, Christine confronted Michael about the amount of time they were spending together. And after this, for some reason, Christine left Michael and Marie alone in a room so they could have a discussion. Christine. Yeah. I assume there there was plenty of... uh, praising God that came out of this discussion (laughs) (laughs) and maybe a few right there's do it to me daddy Uh, so basically after this discussion (laughs) uh, Michael and Marie rejoined the congregation that was in the, the, the main front room and Marie claimed a victory for the Lord because she had been able to read rebuff his advances they weren't (laughs) forward they weren't backward in coming forward basically they they basically said like marie said yeah he did come on to me but because of the power of christ i said no as opposed to because i just don't really fancy him yeah like how much of a chick magnet was he by the way have we got any pictures of him i will pass judgment on this i will be putting some up but he was a typical 70s butcher uh i mean so My yeah I, I don't know how much 70s butchers i mean you've not seen some of them Oof. uh I've seen ron jeremy and i just always think of that if i think of a 70s butcher like in his later years you know very true very true uh is he still bobbing around i don't know but it wouldn't take the, the power of Christ intervening to make me go, why oh, you're all right, thanks, John. Uh, Ron, I'm fine, thanks, no. Yeah. 
He's only like five foot four as well. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think many of the people that are. I mean, everyone's the same height lying down, mate. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> fine, fair enough, yeah. Uh, so basically, this was maybe a public humiliation for Michael. Uh, and maybe it led to his complete mental breakdown. Now, after this, when they were in the front room, Taylor apparently started talking in tongues and he attacked Marie. It took quite a lot of people to pull him off and Marie actually testified saying his features changed. He looked almost bestial. Ron Jeremy again. He uh, was really pissed off. Yeah. Basically. So he was restrained and the next day he went to church and Marie gave him absolution and she forgave him. Now... This is kind of like, he kind of goes super incel here because he's been humiliated in front of a load of people by a young, attractive woman that he thought was attracted to him. So rather than back off, he kind of doubles down on what he does. Now, unfortunately, it was at this point that because there was rumours going around about Michael's mental breakdown, a local priest started to get involved. And obviously, because this happened at a church congregation, it must be the fucking devil. So, Father Peter Vincent, a local Angl Anglican priest, who was described, and this is a quote, as an enthusiastic exorcist... <laughs> You know, what is the alternative? A bored exorcist. You know, I mean, now oh, I've. Christ compels you. Yeah, fucking just fuck off. Come on, I've got bridge. <laughs> I just, oh, I'm bored of this. <laughs> I love that I'm enthusiast. I've never done this before, but I'm gonna give it a try. Yeah, the I'll power jump of Christ in, compels you. Jump in with both feet. Don't even know what to do, but fuck yes. it. I will try. <laughs> uh, Did the same course as Ed Warren. I'll be fine. Yeah, I, I mean, of course, is you probably, but exactly that's the thing. I mean, I've dabbled and I wouldn't call myself enthusiastic about it, but apparently, some people like to. Uh, I love that terminology, dabbled. Yeah. A 30 minute course online does not classify as dabbled. Hey, um, I read that book <laughs> that you bought me, and you've never had to put it in practice. Yeah, but I know how to bless water now, so... If anyone's out there... But you're not there, a priest! I don't need to... It's, the woman that wrote it weren't a priest. She was enthusiastic. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that you can just bless water yourself, can you? Apparently you can, because there's... Yeah, if you read that book, apparently you can. But then what's the point of getting a priest in? Do it all yourself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do. Yeah. So, maybe you can. And uh, But if anyone's out there and needs an exorcism, I will happily do it. Uh, I won't be enthusiastic about it because, you know... You'll be bored, exorcist. I won't be bored, but, like, if you... Like, 
Be clamming for the next can, Boom. man. Uh, I, well, yeah, Be exactly. Like, pubs down the road. How long is this going to take? Some exorcism yeah. takes like, take, like days. There's no way you would do that. You would get well bored. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll be very drunk by the end of it. Uh, <laughs> just just bring a crate case in with me. All ah, right, that's mine. I, that's I my don't blessed think God water. God is going to be okay with that. A blessed What is this Stella carbonated myself. yellow holy water? <laughs> it's got Stella written on the right. side. Uh, <laughs> that's like God brewed then, I'll be honest with you. But yeah, I mean, and, and going back to that enthusiastic, I mean, to be honest with you, if you were going to be exercised, you'd probably want someone who was enthusiastic about it. But you'd also probably Oops, want yeah. someone who was a professional, not just a hobbyist. Yes. Which is where I think Peter Vincent kind of falls down because uh, I don't think he was a professional. And certainly, after what happened to him, I don't think he was, like, the church gave him the go-ahead to do this, but here we go. Uh, now, Father Peter Vincent, as any nosy fucking neighbour, crowbarred his way into the Taylors' lives. And when Christine suggested that maybe they should look after Taylor's mental health, take time away from this brainwashing cult-like church... Vincent insisted that Taylor needed an exorcism. Yeah, that's zero to a hundred real fucking quick on his part. Enthusiastic. This is where the describer enthusiastic comes from, in how he went from zero to a hundred real quick. That's just mental. Like, the guy's not spewing green vomit. His head isn't turning around 360 degrees on his shoulders. He's just like, I think we should just maybe bin this church group off because I don't think they're good for my mental health. And it's like, exorcism. No, no. A person of Christ would never say that. No, no chance. Exactly. And I mean, I think as well, his previous behaviour, he did, like, Michael did speak in tongues uh, in front of this congregation. But... It only kind of happened when he got the knockback from the 22-year-old. Well, maybe he wasn't actually speaking in tongues. Maybe he was just swearing a lot. Exactly, and yeah. And they were all just really so prim and proper and like well-respected people that they just didn't understand like the word slag or something like that. Exactly. And if you've got a thick Yorkshire accent, it's kind That's of That's the thing. It's understand. a tongue all in itself. Exactly. Yeah. So... Maybe he was just calling them all cunts. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, there's no real timeline that I can find between this. But it's kind of insinuated that between meeting Marie to his exorcism, it was a matter of weeks. So... Father Vincent just went, fuck it, I'm getting involved, we're doing this, we're doing it right now. Uh, so what we do know, go on. Are they even allowed to like just carry out an exorcism without the church's actual official okay in it? Now, this, this is, this is, this is, yeah, this is a little bit of, what comes out of the case is... Basically, the Anglican Church said, 
no one's ever doing an exorcism ever again in this denomination. So the Ang- because of this, the Anglican Church has banned exorcisms. Okay, so, so was, this was the case that, yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, as we'll, we'll go on, as churches and big religion do, the priests were protected. Uh, but what we do know is on the 5th of October 1974, Father Vincent and a Methodist clergyman, Reverend Raymond Smith, I only mention he's Methodist is because they're mental as well. Uh, <laughs> they performed an exorcism on Michael Taylor. Now, as we know from some of the, the cases we've we've covered, the the real case of the exorcism in the Catholic Church, there is a hierarchy of where you have to go and who you have to speak to to be able to get the uh, an exorcism done. And I think there's about two hundred fully professionally professionally trained exorcists who are priests in the Catholic Church. And enthusiastic. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think this kind of stuff was available in the Anglican Church, and they just went, fuck it, tie him to a table, we'll try this. So, Michael Taylor was basically ambushed by these two priests and the rest of the congregation. Now, I'm not, I'm really not going to paint, try and paint Michael Taylor as a saint because he did some horrific things. But from a health point of view, he was mentally unwell. He needed help from professional, not just enthusiastic, professional people. Uh, he'd suffered like a previ- doctor. <laughs> exactly. He had suffered previously from depression. He thought he had a chance with a younger woman and was rebuffed in front of people who he thought were his peers and his friends. He was just shut down in the middle of everyone. Now, he was an older man. He should have got over it. But... I'd be foaming if it was me. Exactly. I mean, it does have an effect on you. Uh, I mean, how embarrassing. It is. It is pretty embarrassing. And he wanted to stay around... Marie, obviously, because he thought he had that one in a hundred chance. But you think maybe they were having an affair though, and she kind of like when when his wife was like, "Hang on a minute, what is going on here?" That Marie was like, "We've been found out, right? We, I'm I'm breaking up with you. Sorry, but I can't do this no more." And that's after she's already like gone down the route of having an affair and breaking his heart. So Marie claimed in court that she. They didn't have an affair. Yeah, well, you would, wouldn't you? Exactly. After everything that happened, you would go, nothing to do with that. Fuck this shit. Exactly. And you'd walk away. But there were times when they were on their own and she maybe wanted to impress people. She was young. She was naive. I don't know. I'm not saying whether she did or she didn't, but she fucking did. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it would make you so much angrier, though. Like, like not obviously not justifying anything that he did, but if somebody, if I was really emotionally attached to somebody, and I thought actually I'm pretty obsessed with this person, I'm, I actually think I'm falling in love with them, and I think that they feel the same way about me, and then they suddenly kind of go, "Nah, I'm binning you off. I'll, I'll break your heart." 
I and in front of everybody basically like no no she came on to me like like the tramp that she is but I I I was just like no you are not my type bitch I in front of all my friends and everyone I knew I would be absolutely stotten I exactly. could probably take a machete there and then Exactly, and then you couple that with the fact that he has, he he's got history of depression. Mm-hmm. It it's it kind of uh, I can see how he was pissed off with this. Uh, he would just be fuming, wouldn't you? It's just, yeah, that's normal. Yeah, she's humiliated him in front of everybody, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I mean, so. When they were doing this exorcism, Taylor was forcibly tied down. He didn't want to be. He didn't want anything to do with this exorcism. He he was forcibly oh, tied shit. down, and he started attacking people when they approached him to tie him down, which well, again, yeah, normal. a normal reaction. Uh, and after he was tied down, he began to growl and spit at the congregation. Yep. Still understandable. Okay reasonable mm-hmm. yeah he was doused in holy water he was verbal verbally and physically abused he was forced to confess to sins that he hadn't even done and this went on for seven hours so they were basically saying you fuck it, it was it, it, it's it's like a an old school fucking uh scotland yard in interrogation you fucking like did it, you slag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a bloody 1800s witch hunt or something. Exactly. And I mean, this kind of abuse is, as we talked about, the CIA. You know, this is this is their their, their standard operating procedure. But It's torture, these, basically, isn't it? Exactly. But it, this was probably never seen before this time in the East Riding of Yorkshire. But... Uh, so now, after seven hours, the poor priests and the congregation, they were getting a little bit tired after all this. I mean, Ta- Taylor's probably fucking fine with it. He's like, oh, I could go for another seven hours. Come on. Uh, Break me. Yeah. So they decided to call this exorcism to a halt. Now, at this point, the priests are claimed to have got rid of 40 demons. Now, these demons included... How do blas- they know? They fucking make it up, don't well, they? Well, clearly they do, but I mean, like, yes. oh, there's one. There's another. Who's keep coming? But can we start a bar chart, please? Oh, wait until okay. you hear... Wait until you hear the demons that they've got rid of. So they got rid of blasphemy, lewdness, and bestiality. But Taylor did have three remaining inside. Now, the three that were remaining inside... And when they decided to take a break and send Taylor home, they thought that the demons that were residing inside him were I know where this insanity, is going. <laughs> murder, and violence. Yeah, send him away. We'll, we'll carry on with this tomorrow. Are you sure? He looks a bit angry. Like, if we're going to untie him, it's all just hell not going to break. Nah, it'd be fine. The thing, the thing is, as well, if 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 you're these priests, you'd be going, 
No, we got rid of violence, insanity, and fucking murder. We got rid of them. We left in blasphemy, lewdness, and bestiality. Because who gives a fuck if he goes home and fucks a dog? Or he, he says rude <laughs> or words? Or calls God a prick? Casablanca says fuck, yeah. Exactly. Who cares about yeah. that? But they went, nah, we've left them free inside him. So if he goes off and does anything, nothing to do with us. But no. So they sent Even. Him even if they hadn't, like, even if they'd said, like, the demons are left of whatever, the demon of wanting to eat copious amounts of jelly and angel delight or whatever, right? This guy has been tied down to a table for seven hours. He could have the demons of sunshine and rainbows and fluffy kitties in his inside him left, and he's still going to be foaming at these people that have just tied him down for seven hours. Exactly, yeah. I don't think these priests were very good at reading the room. I don't think they were very good in general, but I don't think they were good in reading the room. Uh, you don't have to have demons to be pissed off at somebody that's duct taped you to a table and shouted abuse at you for seven hours. Yeah. And I mean, even if they wanted to take a break, leave him fucking taped to the table. If you think yes. he has got these three demons left inside him, just give him a little pot noodle Give him some water and go, we'll be back in a few hours. We're just getting our heads down. You stay here because you're fucking mental, son. Yes. But no, they released him and said, off you pop, you go home, get your head down with your wife, uh, Christine, and uh, yeah, come back tomorrow. I don't know what they thought was going to happen. I mean, well, if I had to give you one guess... At what happens next? What would that be? He just went on a rampage, just killing people. Or he did a person. He really fucking did. Uh, Which is completely understandable. I mean, murder is wrong. Of course, it's wrong. But if you are gonna be pissed off at these people, you are gonna get back at them. Yeah. So Taylor, the Taylors went home. And Michael Taylor brutally murdered his wife and pet dog. Now, luckily, the only saving grace was that their five children were staying at the grandparents, so they didn't have to suffer the horror that Christine and the poodle went through. Now, it gets a bit grim here, because I'm just going to describe kind of what happened, so if you want to skip on for a minute or so, I won't blame you. You put timestamps in, shouldn't you? Yeah, maybe I will. The gory bit. Yeah, just rank, move on. Uh, Yeah. No weapons were found on Taylor when he was arrested, and the coroner found no cut marks on the dog's body or Christine's body. So he basically did what he did with his own hands. Now, Christine was missing part of her face, her eyes, and her tongue. And the dog was strangled and apparently pulled limb from rim. The front state, the front room was a fucking mess. Uh, I bet. It was just rank in there. Now, yeah. So the police officer discovered him after a one of the curtain twitches, which. I mean, I say I say that as a bad thing, but if someone's running around with what looks like paint, red paint, on them, then maybe, yeah, they do need to be kind of apprehended and 
have a word. Not around with. my area. Well, yeah. I was going to say he was naked as well, but your area as well, yeah. Exactly. So you'd be looking out the window and you'd be like, oh, the nutter from next door's running his tackle out down the street again. Standard. Uh, so Taylor was arrested and he was put on trial. Now, he was acquitted by reason of insanity. He only served four years in a mental hospital. So he is, I believe he's still alive today, actually, uh, bobbing about. Uh, he claimed in his interrogation that he'd been primed for murder by the congregation. He D- also yeah, said... Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. There should be more people than Michael Taylor on charges for this murder. But he also stated that they tried to bring me peace of mind, but they filled me with the devil. Which, yeah, he was very pissed off. So They broke him, well and truly. I don't know what they were expecting was going to happen. Yeah. The prick who was the priest, Vincent, he took no blame. And he actually doubled down on the fact that he thought Taylor was infested by demons. And as all them big religions do, they protected him. They didn't get... Uh, but they did get rid of exorcism, exorcisms from their syllabus. Now, the equally prick, the Reverend Smith, decided after the fact that this was a bad idea. And he claimed that he told Christine to get Taylor to a doctor. This but, is a terrible idea. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, this was this was after sitting in on an exorcism in where someone was tied to a table and physically and verbally abused. I mean... <gasps> yeah. God. So, n- nobody else got charged for anything, I think. Uh, Marie moved out of the area shortly afterwards obviously as you would she claimed on record that her and michael taylor never had an affair they never did anything but obviously you would wouldn't you really uh yes i mean i i just think for 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 them to be to have not had an affair his reaction was a little bit extreme yeah. You know, instead of kind of, if they, if nothing had happened and he was just a bit like, oh, she's a bit of all right. And then nothing happened and she kind of went, well, actually, yeah, I know you fancy me, but you're not my type. I would just be like, well, then you're loss. And if they said it, if she said it in front of like the whole of my group, I'd be like, I didn't fancy her anyway. So yeah, I don't really see what the problem is. Yeah. So, I mean, especially if, if he was sticking his dick in it and she said that in front of everyone, that would be crushing because it was like, you've already been doing stuff in yes. that back room like five minutes ago. Yes. And exactly. now you're coming but out here doing happened, this. Then you, you haven't really, you're just like, what? What are you saying? I've never, I, I just, I think you're rancid, actually, you crazy cow. Yeah. You know, yeah. you. Even if even if you are suffering from mental health issues, like you wouldn't, if you weren't doing something with someone, then it'd be like, yeah, 
course. We weren't doing anything. Like, I'm married. Why would I try and do that? I've got five kids and a bad back. I mean, I'm done with all that yes. kind of stuff. Uh, exactly. So I think this this is kind of like, I think maybe he was the first kind of... Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think this is this is manipulation of someone who is very, very ill. And he was used for people to get their own way and higher standing within the society. Unfortunately, well, yeah, unfortunately it fucked up and Christine Taylor died from it. But I think there should have been more people on the stand with Michael Taylor because this is just this is like cult activity. I mean we on the dark yeah. channel we talked we talked about how the, the, the Ant Hill kids and how they were manipulated. I think this is someone that was manipulated. Yeah, Marie should have gone down for that like who wanted to follow. But they none of them wanted to get their hands dirty. But again, because it was I think because it was in the 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 seventies, I think it. They just thought he was. Oh my god, he's mental. Uh, I don't think they thought about the the church influence on him. I just think they thought you've had these problems in the past. Oh, you were a ticking time bomb. Off you go. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and to be honest with you, I'd love to say that's where it ends for Michael Taylor, but. Uh, in 2005 he was arrested for inappropriately touching a teenage girl so maybe (gasps) okay yeah yeah maybe and you know what while he was in uh, in custody on charges of this he magically got possessed again Uh... oh how convenient (laughs) it's like at the time he's like keeping that one in the back Pocket, just in case I ever have to need an excuse. Yeah, so he did go through some. He did go through some stuff, but he was a fucking nonce. So yeah, I don't feel sorry for him anymore. Yeah, oh, but maybe because of what he went through, changed him mentally, and maybe. But he was he he's still a fucking nonce, and uh, he shouldn't have been the only one on trial. No, he shouldn't have been. Yeah. But that, uh, yeah. I have a question. Go on. You might not be able to answer it, but it's been oh, playing uh, on my yeah, mind. Oh, co- yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, you, I, I'm amazed when you said, I have a question. And I was like, fucking hell, what is this? Uh, but I have no <laughs> answers now. Okay, come on. <laughs> okay. How do you pull somebody's face off with your bare hands? Ask Michael Taylor. Uh, you're asking the wrong person, eh? Do you have his email uh, address? Yeah. Because I'm uh, just intrigued. Like, you can kind of just, like, even pulling, it's like, I'm pulling quite hard. I probably have, I'll have a bruise on my cheek later. But that, this, I'm, it's not, the skin's not tearing. It's quite stretchy, you know? So, so there's... Only because, right, this is only because I have been researching the dark How to pull people's face off. But there are quite a few instances of eyes gouged out and... I get that. You can get your finger in behind somebody's eye and pull their eye out. But, oh, I suppose maybe if you pull their eye out first, then you can... And then you go under. Then you work down. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 
so my Christine's, curiosity has been resolved. Yeah. Christine's eyes were pulled out as well. I didn't want to go into that. Eesh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, her uh, part of her cheek was ripped off as well, which is if you go down and then pull out or go in there and then pull out. So how did she die then? Like from blood loss. Trauma or oh, yeah, okay. Trauma and blood loss. Uh, she she uh, she wasn't. I don't think. At least maybe maybe I stand to be corrected, but I don't think she was asphyxiated, strangled, or anything like that. She just had to go through this harrowing thing. Yes. Of, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Just mental because that was. It's not even her fault. Uh, nothing to no, do with her. Of, like, yeah, he took it out on her and she was kind of like just in the background sort of thing. Like, yeah. if she'd have kind of gone nuts at him and ranted and raved and hit him with a, you know, cleaver or something for what she thought was having an affair, fair enough, he's got a bit of grounds to, you know, be angry at her, but she just kind of, she was like, yeah, okay, so you say you're not having an affair, you're not having an affair, cool. I'll just put your standards back on. Exactly. And she, uh, she I'm not going to say allowed, but she was quite fine with him going to the congregations, to having to be in contact with Marie after this. He turned around to her and said, nothing's happening, and she believed him 100%. So she went along with him, and then when that declaration was made, she was like, fine, fair enough, get on with it. We just want to pray. And she even tried to get him help with a doctor, but then the priest went, nah, I need an exorcism. So she absolutely was total a total innocent victim in this. Like that's exactly. tragic. She had. But you know what is had... even more tragic? The poodle did fuck all either. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It was just there. But that being said, imagine if the children were there. Um, it's a good job they were staying at Granny's. Uh, I'm. I don't have kids, so. I have pets, so I, I I relate to that more. Yeah, I know. We we we're very well aware. People of the who watch this are very well aware of how much you <laughs> consider pets above humans. Uh, I do. Yes. Animals know. don't know evil. I mean, There's no evil animals. Animals do things for survival. They, they don't do things just because they feel like being pissed off with somebody for the crack. Pet cemetery. I was an evil fucking cat. Uh, Pet cemetery doesn't count. No. Besides, you'd Animals be pissed have off as well if you, were, if you were dead and you got resurrected as a zombie cat. Okay, you'd be a little bit pissed off. You'd be like, this smell is following me around everywhere and it's driving me insane. You really would. It's like, I was having a lovely sleep. I was a lovely sleep and now I stink. Thanks. I'm rotting that. in my own flesh. And cats are very, very clean. They hate being dirty and smelly so that is like that is a cat's literal worst nightmare being yeah. brought back from the dead and being dirty so yeah i'm on board with that and to be fair the cat didn't kill anybody the crazy three-year-old did yeah yeah thus proving my point that pets are better than people <laughs> very true very true we've come full circle on that one and uh, i i stand to be corrected uh, the man in the orthopedic shoe. Uh, <laughs> so on that bombshell, uh, this has been the MO podcast with me, Consummation San. And me, Atreya. Thank you all so much for joining us and we shall see you next time. 
Bye. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast.